Welcome, everybody, to This Podcast Has Autism. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello. Today we have Justin Mead with us. Justin, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, yes, hi. I'm Justin Mead. Um, I'm a police officer, um, and uh, I also have a son, who, a four-year-old son, who is uh, on the autism spectrum, as well as uh, has uh, epilepsy. Okay. Awesome. Um, how long have you been a member of ATAP? Uh, we just started ATAP here about, uh, three months ago, we started ATAP. Oh, okay, so it's relatively new. Yes, yes. How long does a course take? Um, well, it just depends on, we have a wide range, um, of different options. Basically what we did, myself and the the other officers in Longify Life started the program, we started it. Um, just to try to address the um, lack of what we found to be a lack of training regarding uh, law enforcement or first responder agencies um, with just the, uh, for whatever reason, there's just a, uh, unfortunately, a, a, a lack of training, especially um, those with the autism spectrum, but also our special needs as well. So we what we do is we have everything from, um, we, we have all-day courses, you know, that can be, you know, uh, six, seven, eight hours, uh, and then we also have just short, you know, little 20, 30 minutes, uh, all the way down to about 20 minutes is usually the minimum, but we'll do kind of like a roll call um, for agencies where they may not be able to have the time to have a, you know, like a, a sit-down um, all-day course, like an in-service type training. We also do, um, along those lines, we also are uh, we have like both the traditional in-service, you know, where you come and attend, you know, classroom on this day for this time frame. And then we also offer, especially for smaller agencies that may not have the manpower staffing to do that, we actually will go to the departments, you know, on their afternoon turn shift, on their day turn shift, multiple times to get all their officers trained on duty to where they may not have the, the training budget to um, send their officers to the training. Um, we actually will come to them and train them so there is no additional cost to the agencies. Um, organizations. Oh, wow. That's great. Um, what does the ATAP do for the community? Um, well, we do our, the, the full name for it, we go with ATAP, it's a mouthful, but it's the Autism Awareness Training and Acceptance Program. And what the program is, is kind of the name kind of sums up what we do. But uh, we offer uh, no-cost training to uh, law enforcement, uh, fire departments, EMS, both private and uh, public. Um, companies to uh, schools, community agencies. Um, we've actually had a lot of interest from the general public here locally, um, everything from some church groups, local libraries. Uh, we're actually going to be we're putting together a uh, just kind of a general knowledge program, uh, awareness program for those with special needs if they encounter somebody who um, is, is, is having a meltdown um, or is autistic or some sort of special needs. Um, and and the, the best part about it is a lot of the de-escalation techniques and a lot of stuff we have is it's something that you can be used. It doesn't have to be somebody with special needs. You can, you can just use it in your day-to-day life. Um, so it's, it's definitely beneficial. We've had quite a bit of interest. Uh, we just recently completed our first like community event that wasn't a training session per se. We did a, uh, a fall fest and a special needs resource fair. Um, we actually had the Star Wars Saber Legion, which is, uh, uh, they do, uh, actual, like the Star Wars lightsaber fighting, um, but they actually do it in like a martial arts sense, uh, where they actually will duel. So they were, uh, nice enough to come out for us. Um, 
so we had that. We did a trunk or treat. We kind of uh, we had a trunk or treat. We had the fall fest. I was able to get most of our local resources, our county boards of developmental disabilities, uh, the county mental health board. We had uh, some of the different schools that were specialized um, and special and um, those with special education are those that need um, you know a, a better fit than what the public schools are able to do. Um, so we just we did that and it went very well. Um, so we're actually looking at probably doing a dollar um, kind of community awareness event probably here in the summer. Oh, wow. Yeah, you guys do a lot. Um, what kinds of things do you teach in the course? Um, well, we do a, uh, a range of things. We try to tailor it based on uh, the audience that we have. But as a general rule, um, it's just some a general overview about autism, um, just the, you know, the awareness, the acceptance. Uh, I guess it kind of goes in with the name, but uh, that we will show, you know, common um, things about it, what common trigger, what can be common triggers uh, for individuals. One of the big things we stress is, is, you know, that if you've met one individual with autism or some other special need, that um, that you've met one individual with autism. That's a big thing that we stress. I know a lot of people have, you know, kind of heard that saying from around, but um, that's a big thing that we stress that, um, you know, with anybody and just also that um, uh, my son is very limited verbally. Um, so stressing to, um, stressing to people, you know, that just because they don't, they can't communicate the same way doesn't mean that they don't understand. Um, and that especially goes true for everybody from, you know, law enforcement community on down to, you know, just the general public. Right. Right. Um, who came up with the idea of the nonprofit organization? Um, well, I, I'm the uh, program director and founder. Um, I actually uh, looked together, thought the idea over with my wife. She liked the idea. Um, she's actually going to school for uh, uh, school psychology currently. Her goal is to be um, a school psychologist and also work in specializing though with uh, individuals that have um, some sort of special need. Be it as I said, my son uh, has um, dual diagnoses of uh, epilepsy and the being on the autism spectrum. So the combination of the two each presents their challenges and together can make things difficult for them. Um, so we are, uh, that's her goal is she actually changed her major. She was going to school to be a veterinarian. And then she, with everything going on with our son, it inspired her to, in addition to doing this nonprofit, to try to be able to help more. We found, at least in our area, um, that there are, the psychologists and stuff, behavioral units, and that they, will, they do a diagnosis and then that's all they do. There's no follow-up, um, especially with juveniles, um, or, or appropriate. There isn't a knowledge. There's a lack of it in our area to work, you know, with these individuals and help them through just, you know, any day-to-day stressors and issues, anxieties that they have. Mm-hmm. Wow, your wife sounds amazing. Yes, she is. That's why I married her. Me and mine too. So that yeah. Um, how overall? How many first responders and police officers have you taught? Uh, I would say uh, approximately at this point, we have trained about approximately 50 police officers from various agencies, um, and that's all the way from like our state highway patrol to our township police officers and anywhere deputy sheriffs, anywhere in between. Um, and then we've probably had an additional 20 or so other like, EMS and firefighter uh, first responders um, as well currently. Wow! Awesome. Um, what kinds of events do you put on for the local community? I know you talked about the trunk or treat and the the resource fair, but what other kinds of um, events? Uh, right now, that is kind of the big thing that we're doing. We all, um, like I said, our nonprofit just just recently uh, formed. 
Um, and we, uh, all of ours that I, uh, um, all three officer, well, the, myself, uh, officer, uh, Brooks and, uh, officer Janicone, uh, we all work, you know, we have a full-time, uh, full-time job, a part-time, uh, full-time job, a part-time job. And then we do the nonprofit on as well. And I said, my wife goes to school, um, as well as, uh, as, so we all kind of have multiple things. So we're, we're kind of taking it slow right now, but, uh, we're, we're looking at quite a few different events in the future right now. We're kind of focusing on just the trainings. Um, and I said, we did the trunk or treat. We're looking at maybe doing some sort of summer, uh, fair event as well. Um, but uh, we, we do a lot of just day-to-day interacting, you know, just, just a lot of people have, for whatever reason, it isn't their interest or, um, you know, they, they don't, it, autism is uh, one of the most widely diagnosed, widely misunderstood and misdiagnosed um, health conditions. Um, so with that being said, um, if, if nobody talks about it, if nobody, you know, tells like, hey, this is, you know, this is my son, you don't have to you can talk to my son. Like I, we talk to our son just like we talk to anybody else. You know, we, we allow, you know, he has some delays and processing sometimes. So we, we, you know, account for that, but I'm going to talk to him, you know, uh, even though he isn't able to speak back necessarily. Um, and all the time he will, or it's very limited. We, we talk to him, you know, Hey, how was your day at school? You know, we talk to him the same way. They're still, they're people. They're no, they're no different than you and I in that aspect. Um, and, um, he's, and, and, and with that mindset, he, he's, he's doing good. He's had some, Improve, uh, he's making slow but steady improvements in all areas. Um, so that's our biggest thing. It's just, you know, um, you know, yeah, just uh, advocating for, you know, an increase in awareness, you know, telling these, you know, people like this is, yeah, they have, they might this, they might do this because they're neurologically different. Um, a big misconception that which I'm sure you guys are aware of listening to this, but, but uh, is, you know, is, there's a lot of misconceptions about autism, one of which is that it's a mental illness and it's not. Um, so that that's something that we try to, um, you know, explain that. And a lot of people, they'll say that or they share, they'll share their post or whatever, but they don't talk about it. They don't talk to their community. They don't talk to their teacher. Um, you know, we are very proactive um, and pretty much telling anybody who will listen, you know, having conversations with people, opening up lines of communication to make it easier for every, not for everybody involved, not only those individuals that might be autistic or, um, you know, or their families, but just in general to show them that with their jobs that they, you know, that they, they can, they can have jobs, they can function, um, you know, that, that people can, can function. Like it's, it's, they, they're, there's no need to, you know, treat them like they're second class citizens or they're, you know, or they're, they're your neighbors, your brothers, your, your, you know, they, they're us and that they should be treated as such. Right. Right. Um, do you teach parents and caregivers as well? Uh, yes, yes, we do have, um, I, I'm involved with some local uh, parent support groups and stuff as well. Um, that's one of the reasons that we actually started, started the ACAP program was, is in talking a lot of them. We'll have the ones that are willing, um, we'll actually have parents, caregivers, um, come to the different agencies and the different trains that we have. And, um, the ones that are willing to uh, be or just observe, a lot of times they'll come and actually speak, um, you know, speak to the groups that we're training and giving them perspective. Cause I can give them my perspective, um, but that's my perspective, you know, and it definitely is beneficial. I, I can't encourage people enough to um, talk to your local police departments if you, in the area you live and if you have a loved one that has autism or if you're, you're autistic yourself, um, you know, um, 
talk to them, explain, you know, what is the best way to help me or what is the best way to help my loved one if they are in some sort of crisis. Um, just, you know, in, in encourage that. It's, it's a lot, in a lot of cases, people don't know. They don't know how, they don't know how to react. They don't know how to, like, to, you know, and a lot of times it's not necessarily people, you know, trying to be rude. It's just they don't, they don't know. And if nobody says and nobody advocates and nobody says, you know, you can, they can go and do whatever just like you guys are doing. You know, they can go to the park and, you know, and or whatever it may be, um, you know, just treating them as equal as, as people as equal people and not, um, you know, somebody who, they, you know, they can't hang out with because they're autistic or whatever other special needs. Right. Um, you mentioned you have a son with autism. Um, yeah. How, how yeah. old was he when he was diagnosed? Uh, he was diagnosed, he was he just turned three uh, when he was diagnosed. Oh, okay, cool. Um, how'd you get involved in this program? Um, well, this program, like, we, we, we uh, unfortunately, I actually had an interaction with a uh, uh, relatively new to the job uh, uh, law enforcement officer. And um, it did not, thankfully, it was nothing uh, that went horribly wrong, but I was not impressed with it, both as, as having kind of the dual role, being a police officer myself and being a special needs parent, but I, I was not happy with the way the interaction went. I felt that it was, there was, and it was because of a lack of training. Um, and I know that especially smaller departments, it seems to be kind of a nationwide thing, unfortunately. Um, everybody screams to train, you know, that when there's an incident, everybody screams, we'll train the police. You know, the police need more training. Nobody does anything. That's all you hear about it. And then, unfortunately, you hear of, a, of an unfortunate incident that went the wrong way. And then everybody is in an uproar, and then it just dies down, and you don't hear nothing. So we decided, me and several officers decided that, you know, we're going to do something about it. Everybody says, you know, everybody talks a big game, but nobody does anything. You know, mm -hmm. um, so that's why we decided we were going to do something about it um, for whatever we can do. Um, and the big issue um, we find, like I said, a lot of times is, is funding. You know, most, like anything else, uh, in a lot of cases, officers, you know, when you go, when you work your job, you expect to be paid for when you're doing your job. And that includes when you go to job trainings. Well, a lot of departments don't either have the manpower or the um, budget to allow for trainings and everything. And there's so much information that law enforcement offers for agencies and um, need to know. And there's, very, there is nowhere near enough time, even for like, um, with like crisis intervention, which is like, uh, to my knowledge, is nationwide, um, in one form or the other of crisis intervention training. Um, there is a, there is a got out of this forty-hour clock hour training, there is uh, approximately forty-five minutes to an hour on average that I've been able to determine, um, uh, just regionally and even nationwide, there isn't, for as far as developmental disabilities, you have, which, and there's a wide range, you know, that they cover, but there's nowhere near enough to cover for an officer to be proficient in dealing with those individuals if they're in crisis. Um, so that's a big thing that we, we were advocating, increasing that. Um, uh, we actually have a video on our Facebook page that we did. I did a training where I was acting out the role um, as an autistic individual in crisis. Now, mind you, I'm no, uh, I won't be getting an Oscar for my performance anytime soon, but, uh, but it, it was beneficial. The officers seemed to respond well to it and kind of, it, you know, remember, they remembered it better than maybe necessarily just watching, you know, or watching a video or having a PowerPoint actually interacting with the officers, you know, interacting with the officers 
and actually doing like scenario-based training. We'll roll big on that. We do use PowerPoints, but the scenario-based training we think is the best. It gives them the option to kind of firsthand do these, you know, this training and act out the training we're providing. Um, you know, and we change it as a real life situation would be, depending on how the situation goes. We don't, it's not just a, you know, copy and paste training, you know, we're, we're going to change our reaction based on how they, you know, what their, their action is, um, which is so just like in a real situation, it kind of, it's dynamic. It lets them, um, adapt and kind of see what's working. Well, this isn't working. Maybe I need to back step, you know? Um, so that, that's our biggest goal. That's awesome. Um, do you have any advice for the autism community? Um, so the biggest thing, like I said, is, is communication. Um, however that is, if, if you are verbal, you can still advocate. You can still, you know, you, you your loved ones, your friends, yourself, however. Um, but, but, uh, and, and you just need, you, you need to advocate. You need to speak up. You need to, vast majority, um, agencies that I know and officers that I know, um, there's this, you know, common misconception that they just, you know, we, they have that, the, the, you know, uh, standoffish, I guess people can see in some people for whatever, you know, um, they may not want to go and talk, you know, and obviously you don't want to do this if they're in the middle of a call, um, or something, you know, and they're, 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 but if they're just there at the gas station or they're, you know, at an event and they're walking by or whatever, or they're at the park, like talk to them, like just explain, you know, this, or you can call the stations and set up the time if that would be something better. Um, but you know, talk, talk to them, say, you know, this is my, you know, this is, you know, my son's name, Jason. So this is, this is Jason. You know, um, you know, and my son, you know, he's used to it, so it's it's not abnormal. He'll just he'll just go right up and just literally just climb on top of an officer he doesn't know, never met before in his life. Because so we have to watch that too, because you know, somebody may not know. Um, mm-hmm. But if if they're if, you know if they behaviors and stuff like that, if they don't know what it is, how to deal with it, they can't. You know, they they they, they can't. They're going to re- just respond with what they know. So the more education and the more training, the more advocacy that people are telling these, you know, I, I talk to your police, talk to your, and that's not even just police. That's anybody, you know, um, like my, um, we, we have, my nephews are over a lot. And when uh, my nephews are over, you know, they advocate. They're, they're, seven, they're seven and five. And they'll be, when they're playing with Jason, whatever, some kid will go, you know, and my son's limited verbal, what he can say, he tries. But a lot of times it just kind of comes out as, Incoherent, you know. The, you know, somebody says hi. He tries to say hi. It can't come out. And then, um, and you know, so his nephews will say, you know, at five years old, you know, you know, he's 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 autistic. He can't talk, but he still wants to play. And they'll play catch or whatever else. So that's the biggest thing that I would tell people is is just you is uh, be there for your be there for those those autistic individuals. Um, you you need to you know advocate for them. Don't don't you know and you need to include them. You know, just because, and they may not have the interest. You know, sometimes my son wants no interest in playing ball, or times he'll play ball. You know, but, but include them. Do everything you can to include them to, you know, recognize them as, you know, individuals. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, anything else you'd like to add before we close? Our Facebook page, um, eventually we're going to do a website. Uh, right now we, we've kind of been focusing all of our resources into the actual training stuff, but eventually we're going to have a regular website. Our Facebook page is what we currently is our primary re- outreach. It's um, just facebook.com forward slash A-A-T-A-P, the number four, and then the word all, so ATAP for all. Um, 
we, we regularly will post um, different, uh, if we see articles or different, um, um, you know, whatever, what have you there, videos, articles, um, as we encounter stuff, we'll try to share resources. Um, a big thing that we're also trying to do is um, we found from talking to a lot of parents, um, at least in our area, is that there is a, they don't know where to go. Like uh, our area, Northeast Ohio, is fortunate that we actually have a lot of resources, be it, you know, uh, nonprofits um, or just churches or just family groups, whatever. There, there's a lot of opportunities to do, to be inclusive and do activities, but you may not always know about them. So that's the biggest thing that we stress is, is just reach out, look out like, um, you know, and, and parents and caregivers need to take care of themselves. But the other thing that we stress is just that, you know, you, you, uh, you devote all of your time and energy and lack of sleep and everything that you, you still, you still need to make as much time as you can for yourself. I know it's not easy, but you, you, you have to take care of yourself too. And, and, and everybody will be involved. Everybody involved will be uh, better for it. Right. Right. I totally agree with that. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you being on the show. I I greatly appreciate you guys giving me the uh, the platform to speak on, and uh, uh, I wish you guys luck, and definitely I hope to uh, continue our conversations in the future. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for this episode. Until next time.